1: be able to
0: hear the magnetic resonance from you. this is it ladies and gentlemen
1: good morning or, or space afternoon space or evening whatever is relevant for the part of the world welcome you are in indeed welcome to the event horizon where the impossible happens Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I am your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your
0: other host, Susan Fox. And I am
2: your third host, Charles
0: Raven.
1: And with us today are Commander Shinobi and Commander Clapton of the Elite Dangerous Fuel Rats. And oh boy, is this going to be a fun episode. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how's it going? good to be here. So, uh, so
0: what's Elite Dangerous and what's a Fuel Rat? <laughs> Elite Dangerous is a popular uh, computer game, and the Fuel Rats are, are uh, well are, in, are an independent player-based group that helps people. That's, um, Elite
3: Dangerous is a, a spaceship flight sim at its core, set thousand light or thousand years into the future. Uh, and it mixes a bunch of other Sim stuff into it, like uh, space trucking, combat, mining, exploration, all in a large sandbox of the Milky Way.
1: And it is it is a, uh, a multiplayer environment, and you can encounter, I mean, anybody who's playing it is, uh, I assume we're all connected to the same server when we're playing. Not um, uh, for the
4: most it- part. Yeah, it's separated by platform, but otherwise we're all pretty much connected.
1: Oh, so all the PS4 people are playing together and all the PC people are playing together. Yeah. This is, this wouldn't be the first time that that's done. Um, uh, DC, uh, DC Universe Online does the same thing. Uh, All the, uh, all the PlayStation players are on one set and all the PC players are on the other because the control setups are so different that it would give one type of player an edge over the other. and Yeah, uh, it,
4: it's a pretty common practice and in a lot of different video games. Um, most of the time, there isn't a lot of cross-play between different platforms.
1: So, Elite Dangerous is a really, really deep, deep simulation. Uh, it's so deep, in fact, that the... The, what do they call the engine that creates the galaxy? Uh, Stellar it, Forge. Yeah, the yeah. Stellar yeah. Forge. Thank yeah. you. It's yeah. so accurate that some of the, uh, they set up the stars the way, uh, the way the, uh, astronomical maps indicate they are. And then the Stellar Forge interpolates and figures out where other stars ought to be given, uh, given that structure. And it guesses right a lot of the time. And in fact, there have been recently some new stars discovered because the stellar forge indicated that some should be there where none had been actually observed by astronomers. And it turned out to be right.
2: Oh, yeah, like Trappist-1.
1: Yes, Trappist-1. In specific, Trappist-1.
2: I remember that. That was so cool.
0: Was that a coincidence or were they really measuring, you know, uh you know well, the, um, gravity? Procedural
3: reasons? sorry. The procedural generation like looked at what was in the neighborhood and then kind of extrapolated from that. It got the star type wrong, but it still picked that there was a star
1: there. And it was I think it was within the right size range. And uh and uh I think it had it indicated that there should be stars with planets there. And there were.
2: <laughs> oh, and yeah. the folks over at Frontier Developments actually updated the game. Sorry. Uh the folks over at um Frontier Developments actually updated the game so that way you can actually visit Trappist One. Uh albeit a little bit shrunken down for the case of the game itself, because you can't really handle Oh God. How Interplanetary
0: planets? difference distances. Uh how many planets is in there?
1: I don't know. No idea. A lot. Uh, <laughs> a too lot. Many. Qu- like quite eight, a few. Eight, eight, eight of them.
0: We, we've a, got th- eight or the, nine. So the, don't thing get tra- the thing about the
1: thing about Trappist One is that five of the planets that it has are actually in the Goldilocks zone, which is more mm-hmm. than any other system we've ever discovered.
0: Yeah, but the star isn't. I mean, anything that dull and red is that going to be good for Earth type life?
1: Well, they're closer. Oh. Go ahead.
3: If it has a Goldilocks zone, then it has to be good enough.
4: That's a good point.
1: Well, so,
4: unless uh, unless the planet's title locked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So how long have you guys been playing Elite Dangerous?
4: Um, well, I've been playing since the original betas. Um, my, my actual main account on PC's, uh, have we? We get a few extra perks for being original beta testers, but I've been playing way before the game actually came out. Wow, that's
1: yeah. that's impressive, Commander Shinobi. Um, that was Clapton. That was Clapton. <laughs> Clapton. Yeah, I, uh, Clapton. And, I got them reversed. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. I'm going to make my notes Captain here. Captain Shinobi. I don't want to get confused with somebody else.
1: Captain yeah. Shinobi. Uh, but uh, uh, we got two I see. <laughs> okay, so
3: I started playing uh, about a month after launch, so it's been like three years.
1: Uh huh. Okay. So, what's the difference between commander and captain in this context?
3: Because it's commander captain Shinobi.
1: The, oh, my, my I get handle it. Is C- Your handle C- T- is underscore. Captain Sh- Captain underscore Shinobi. I got it. Oh, okay. there's there's yes. not a
0: matter of rank like naval ranks here.
1: Yeah, everybody's a no, commander. No, 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 no. Cool. That um, my my handle is the Kryptonian. So I ended up yeah. with Commander the Kryptonian, which is really awkward. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So the, the, yeah, yeah. Tell it. me about it. I movie. ended up with Commander
0: Captain Shinobi.
4: Yeah.
1: Like well, it could be a new rank. It's like sergeant major. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys have been in it a long time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Commander Clapton, you have been in it the longest.
0: So, how did you come to be fuel rats?
1: How did all um, of that start in the first place? I mean the the fuel oh, uh, the fuel limpets we were not a thing to start with.
2: Yeah, we should start. No. We should start with how the what the fuel rats are and how they started and then how they got into it. Okay. Yeah.
4: Um Shinobi you probably know best about this. Um you've Yeah. He's he's got you have what like a year on me.
3: <laughs> probably something like that. Um so just like Gene said, at the beginning there weren't fuel limpets. So anybody who ran out of fuel had to either wait and suffocate as they ran out of uh, emergency air or self-destruct and uh, the person who started the fuel rats commander surly badger this happened to him and it also happened to me and and uranium uh, qu- quite a few fuel rats started off running out of fuel before the, the, the drones that we used to refuel others were even in the game But uh, once Frontier announced that they were putting the uh, fuel transfer limpets into the game, Commander Surly Badger decided to make a forum thread and ask people, hey, hey, is this something people want, Uh, a fuel transfer service, in case explorers that are way out there need – they run out, they make a misstep or something, and – a lot of people jumped on it right away.
1: That's awesome. It's a community uh just springs up out of nothing out of generosity. You guys don't get paid to do these fuel runs no and and the everything within
4: the fuel rights is one hundred percent voluntary um and that goes. That that goes for everyone doing everything, um, from our main, from our moderators like us, um, to the tech rats who um, handle all of the servers and our technology and automation systems. We all do it for free.
1: Mm-hmm. That's well, and part of that is that there's no the only way to actually pay anybody for their services is to buy cargo, dump it in space, and have them pick it up. Well, yeah. Yes, the um, game a doesn't... lot of
4: us, though, a lot of fuel rats will um, plan out and deny payment by principle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and myself well, included.
3: Back when we were
4: starting, the
3: uh, the idea of payment was kind of up in the air. It was kind of a if you want to get paid, ask them for stuff. If you don't care, then don't worry about it. But most of the time, it was most of the rats were already established in the game Mm -hmm. where and we quickly realized that the majority of our clients uh were new players
1: so So they they don't have cargo to give you
3: exactly and and that and then just the hassle of having to pick it up out of space those those two factors and we were just like you know what gratitude's good enough
1: And I, you certainly have mine, because the very first thing that I did, of course, was, (laughs) uh, because I had no idea what a fuel scoop was, I ran out about uh, 20 light years on my way to some destination.
2: He was still in the bubble of civilization.
1: And I ran out of gas. (laughs) And there I was just sitting there with my air running out. And there's my son behind me saying, "You know, you could call the fuel rats, <laughs> and yeah. fuelrats dot com is where <laughs> you go, and there's this? an i there's a link there, and you can get on the i r c channel and announce yourself and what system you're in and and what planetary body you're closest to and uh you get help almost right away
2: I think it's uh fuelrats dot net no it's no, it's, it's, dot it's dot com now
0: oh okay so how does uh how does you know the, how do the owners of of the server feel about this? I mean, it's sort of player versus player involved with other players doing stuff and helping each other. There's there's some platforms where they don't like that very much. Cough we cough been... cough cough Second Life cough cough.
4: Yeah. With um uh, you mean you mean Frontier? Yeah. Um they are, are they fully okay supportive. With Um, in fact, we, uh, just wrapped up our 12 days of squeakmas event with them, which was an official, um, an official partnership, uh, to raise money for special effect. Uh, so we, we've been highly involved within the community. Uh, in fact, we have a, uh, in game, uh, uh, what's the, what's the term in game, uh, faction Mm -hmm. and we're highly involved with that. Um. So it it's it's one of those things that the developers of the game fully encourage, Uh, and we're not the only player group around that does Mm -hmm. um, this kind of thing. There's you know combat groups and stuff like that. Um.
1: And the Hutton Orbital Group. Yep. I that's this is for the mug.
4: Yes, but say I
1: know about them because
4: of the
0: song. For
3: the mug, I think they uh, that Frontier sent a couple of their community managers to run out of fuel and ask for help and see whether or not we ambushed them or what, Mm -hmm. what happened. And when everything was kosher, they, they, they supported us 100%. It was pretty cool. They were just like, (laughs) Hey, this is awesome.
0: Very
1: awesome.
4: Yeah. I think think the only other thing worth mentioning is, um, uh, Frontier has an official uh, YouTube show that they do called Educating Ed, um, and they basically go through a whole bunch of different things that are going on in the game, um, and the first episode was actually on us, and Shinobi, were you a part of that? Um, were I don't you? think so. I couldn't remember if you were in that one or not.
3: No, I don't think so. I was around, but I wasn't in it.
1: Yeah. That's pretty awesome. How big is the galaxy in terms of what you can travel to? How how's how far have you traveled?
3: That's a good question. Um, the galaxy is a full-size simulation of the Milky Way. Wow. And I haven't personally traveled much further than Sagittarius A, the uh, black hole in the center. Mm-hmm. Only maybe 10,000 light years past okay. it.
1: I have yet to encounter a black hole. I had a very nasty experience with a neutron star.
4: <laughs> <laughs> can be tricky. Those, those things creep up on you really quickly. You got cooked yeah. like a baked potato.
1: Oh, I got cooked inside. I, I, I flew. I threw. I flew through the axial particle fountain, and oh my temperature went from like twenty percent to like. 450% in a split second.
0: And I bet you and then your that, tidal force has probably pulled your feet away from your head.
1: Probably.
4: <laughs> well, are anyway. taller.
2: Yeah. On the we,
4: we actually, quite a few of us rats, uh, utilize those stars to get to places faster when we need them.
1: Um, how, how do you do that?
4: They uh, they actually, your scoops can provide um, extra fuel from that, from that cone. Uh, to supercharge your uh frameshift drive, and you get a major major boost in uh jump range and in fact ever since uh ever since they were introduced, people have been developing a uh kind of a neutron star highway across the galaxy to make it easier for people to travel from place to place
0: Let's, that's watch us you... use that in about a hundred years
1: no. <laughs> How do you get close enough to a neutron star to do that fuel scooping without frying? What do you what do you very
4: carefully? <laughs> <laughs> you have to
3: go to the outer edge of the cone and get into it there. I mean, and hope you... you don't get pushed out before you get supercharged.
1: Yeah. Uh, so well, that sucker so...
0: probably squirts out a very long way and you probably could get out of range.
3: So- yeah, the neutron stars aren't bad, but the white dwarfs, they have a similar cone, and if you uh, confuse the two, it has a lo- much larger uh, exclusion zone, and you'll crash into the star a lot sooner oh, yeah, than on that, a neutron star. That actually wasn't a neutron
2: star you were running into. That was a white dwarf.
1: Oh, was it?
3: I think so, yeah.
1: Okay, well, that and would that's explain... That's why you're having so, much
0: problems, so many problems with it. That yeah. would
1: explain a lot. If it was a
0: red dwarf, he <laughs> would be calling you a smeghead.
1: And uh, you have
4: uh, to be a very, very skilled pilot to get yourself out of a uh, out of a uh, white dwarf exclusion zone. If you yeah. get stuck in
1: the cone, um, you, getting, you've got going s-
4: in a normal space inside that cone is almost a death sentence.
1: Oh, okay. it's difficult to get out of. Right, I think that's probably what happened to me. And, and of course, I did this like almost right away.
2: <laughs> oh, you weren't, a, you were still on Super Cruise when that happened.
1: Yeah, I was still in, yeah, I was. And, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a ball exploring my little corner of the galaxy and, uh, uh, just the endless, uh, endless variations of experience. I'm already getting in good with certain factions and, and, uh, made my first million credits. <laughs> And uh I have no idea I I started flying a Viper Mark III, I think.
2: Yeah, you yeah. went up to a Viper Mark IV and then fell back to the Mark III because the modules weren't really working out for you.
1: Yeah, the the Mark IV modules weren't working out. <laughs> I mean I'm uh, geeking out about the game here. But uh that's the what you're I, supposed I, to do, isn't it? I well, yeah, I'm yeah. just I my biggest problem is I had no idea how to fly the Mark IV. I mean, it just it just would not do what I thought it ought to do in terms of maneuverability or speed or anything else. And the Mark III, I just found much more pliable.
3: Yeah, it's uh, more armored, so it turns a lot slower. Well, not a lot, but definitely slower.
1: Enough slower to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. that, and uh, of course, the other problem is I can't get uh, if uh, if I get. A bogey on my tail, I cannot shake it. Cause I'm, I'm, I, as a pilot, I suck.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he does.
1: So, my, there's, my best option is Excuse
0: me, Santa Claus there. is coming. Don't tell your father you suck. <laughs> He still has time to learn. He still has time to return, too.
3: <laughs> I'm not too great at combat either, so that way when I'm in it, I, uh, I always go for much more maneuverable ships than Necessary. Well, yeah, like
2: the uh Cobra Mark III. That's my personal favorite. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
4: Cobra's uh, a solid choice.
3: Yeah.
1: So um
0: So what's the Ferrari? What's what's the most maneuverable?
1: What's what's yeah, what's the best ship for combat in the game?
0: Maybe we'll oh, see.
4: you see, now that's up to complete debate. <laughs> that comes down to preference. Uh
2: what about the uh the most favorable ships for being a fuel rat.
4: What, um, what do you guys easier. like? That's a lot easier. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so right now with the current balances, um, put into the game and everything like that, the fastest ship we've got is the, uh, diamondback Explorer, uh, which is a really, really solid rat ship. It's got good internals for it. Um, Otherwise, the big behemoth would be the Anaconda. Um, uh, The the tried and true that most people will end up flying with is the the Asp Explorer.
0: Are they all named after snakes? Not all of
4: them. Not all of them. It just so happens that the fastest ships in the game are by one particular... uh, um, manufacturer who names them all after snakes. Ah, okay. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> In fact, a couple of the manufacturers name the ships after snakes. It's a holdover from the earlier games. Mm. Yeah. But uh, the Diamondback and the Asp were both made by Lakon, and they're, they're exploration ships, but they're also really lightweight and have uh, large frame shift drives on them that allow us to jump... Ludicrous distances when you compare it to other sci-fi, like Star Trek.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're ludicrous talking about, in a, in a single jump, which probably takes, like, what, a minute or so, mm-hmm. um, we can jump upwards of 50-plus light years. Oh, my
1: God. That is
0: ludicrous speed.
4: And <laughs> that's not including the neutron star, which gives us, what, 200% boost? I think it's 250 <laughs> 250 right now. Wow! So you get up into the 200s really quick. Oh wow!
1: I had no idea, and here I am dorking along at ten a ten light year maximum jump. You know, or ten. Yeah, 25. that's
4: how we appear nearly instantly. That that's our secret.
1: That explains it because when but I don't tell anyone when I call <laughs> when I when I posted my distress call, uh, I got help. Uh, it was under a minute. It was literally under a minute. I was impressed. I didn't think yeah. anybody could reach me that fast.
0: Yes, are in all time zones too. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. We have people from all over. Yeah, we, um, we're we're large enough uh, that we have people in Australia. We've had a couple in Asia. Um, quite a few Russians, but majority is uh, either the U.S. or the U.K. It kind of follows the demographic of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the U.S. is a good split too. We've
3: got quite a few rats on the West Coast and on the East Coast.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how many rats? And, uh, how many rats yeah. are there, or does anybody know for sure?
4: Oh, I would be able to get you a count if you give me a couple of minutes. But
1: <laughs> what, what's your guess?
3: Um, My guess is uh, a thousand plus.
1: Wow. Mm.
3: That's not active all at the same time, but.
1: Well, well, no. You wouldn't expect that. Out of 1,000, you'd expect maybe uh, 150 to be online at any one time.
3: It might be a little smaller. I'd expect, uh, you know, 25 to 30 to be in chat at least. Maybe not online in the game, Mm -hmm. but able to get online pretty
0: quickly.
1: That's really decent. I'm
0: still back on the Russian rats in Soviet <laughs> Galaxy Rats Fuel You. <laughs>
2: and in the normal galaxy Rats Fuel You. Oh yeah. So well, that wasn't uh,
0: actually an, I was trying to not actually insult.
1: Yeah, I think I would
4: have to I would have to find out how many rats are actually what we consider drilled and trained rats but it looks like we have 5514 commanders registered to rat.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
4: Yeah. But well, that does not include people who have been um, uh properly trained mm-hmm. and signed off to rat full time.
1: Those are just the people who have expressed an interest and signed up for it. Right. Still, that's, that's I have to do
4: I'd have to do a couple impressive. couple more things here. I've got the I've got our main database up so
1: that is the amount of technical support that this requires to keep a group like this running is prodigious. Probably a
0: fair amount of psychology and, and diplomacy.
1: You get?
3: He's not kidding though. We have a, uh, a tech yeah. team that I can't wad enough. They're, they're great. And nice. since they're all volunteers, a lot of the stuff that we do just wouldn't continue to be possible if we didn't have our tech team.
4: That's, uh, that's... On behalf of the Tech Rats, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm, she said trying don't to think, lead... I don't think uh, Orange actually filled you in. I'm on top of being one of the janitors and moderators. I'm also a part of the uh, technical staff. I'm one of the mm-hmm. uh, network administrators
0: mm-hmm.
4: on Tech Rats.
1: Uh, that's that awesome. work on
4: a lot of this stuff, so...
1: So, do you guys, uh, I assume both of you guys enjoy science fiction apart from Elite yes. Dangerous? A little. <laughs> a little.
2: <laughs> Just a tad.
0: They're too busy exploring the galaxy to read about it, I guess.
1: that That's the thing I mean. about Elite Dangerous. It is extremely immersive. And, it is. And there's so there's... much. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say there's this whole, uh, this whole cultural and political overlay that I have I have not even touched yet. And I was wondering if you could comment on that.
0: It's not real world politics, is it? No, it's, no. it's, not, it's, no, galactic, no. Politics.
1: it's cool. galactic politics. It's cool.
0: galactic. That's cool. Um, um, the,
3: uh, galactic politics in the game, there's, uh, three major superpowers, the, uh, Federation, the empire, and, uh, the Alliance. And they, they don't, Line up with any other sci-fi federation or a lo- uh, empire in any way, mm. but um, they all have different ideals. Like,
1: uh, if if you join the one,
3: federation, huh?
1: If you join one of these, do you automatically have trouble with the other two factions?
3: Uh, no. I'll get to that in a minute. There's actually okay. uh, powers, which are factions within the those superpowers Mm -hmm. and you can sign up for those and it will cause problems. You could have, you know, NPCs sent after you and such, but you can uh, gain favor with the Federation and the empire and it won't matter either way. As long as you don't go and blow up a whole bunch of ships for, you know, a particular minor faction, those people will still hate you regardless of which, Faction or superpower, you're you're more well yeah, up with the
4: the the superpowers are just so large that you can very easily hold and quote unquote admiral rank with them at the same time, and they don't really care. Um, you're just still one person in a very very bigger game. So
1: I was just admiring you know i you you dig into this thing and er, the more you dig the more game you find and uh, i'm just really surprised at how deep this rabbit hole goes uh, is there any is there another meta level beyond the uh, the powers or is this as big as it gets
3: there are quite a few more meta levels actually <laughs> so you have the superpowers which you can rank up with and earn uh, s- specific ships for from either the Federation or the Empire,
0: mm-hmm. like
3: the Imperial Courier, which is one of my favorite small uh, combat ships. Um, uh, under them is uh, the Power Play system, which is a whole meta level to itself. And you can sign up to one of eight or 12 powers and they're, for example, the, uh, not the Alliance, the empire has the Empress, uh, her sister, a Senator, no, two senators from their superpower are part of this power play that you can sign up and gain, uh, specifically, influence for for that particular power. Under that, <laughs> separate from the power play meta system, is the background sim, which involves all the little minor factions that you're gonna run into in just one system here or, or two systems over there. And uh you can gain uh influence from those too. There's no real benefit other than Um, being able to spread that particular minor
4: faction or hinder them. Mm -hmm. It's important to note, though, that uh, Frontier has made a process so that large player factions and player groups uh, have in-game NPC factions uh, that coincide and kind of represent us within the game. So the Fuel Rats, uh, we have a... Uh, player group that's called the fuel rats mischief within the game and you can find us within the system called Fuel'em. Uh we're called to-
3: yeah was that? yeah that's awesome that was on purpose right was that was completely it, on purpose <laughs> it was completely on purpose i was part of the uh the team that decided that that was going to be our home yeah and <laughs> and
4: the system was already named Fuelum. <laughs> no, yes, we didn't that, ask to get it changed. We just <laughs> moved in. That's, that's, we we moved in. It was perfect.
1: That's awesome.
4: <laughs> the only way it could the only way it could have been more poetic is if the uh, the star was not scoopable, but luckily it is.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
3: it, it's got good placement in the populated space too. It's kind of almost right in the center. Yeah, it's, so if you're leaving from, if you're deploying from our station, Wolheim, in, uh, in that system, you're going to be kind of equidistant to anywhere in populated space. Other than Colonia, which is.
4: 20, yeah, that's, that's, a whole away. other. Yeah. That's I, closer to, at uh, at that's this that's point, cool. you can almost call it a, a completely other level of, of metagame there. Uh, recently within the past year, uh, Human occupied space has been expanding in this little region twenty two thousand light years off uh, called Colonia.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's instead of this instead of this human populated space that's got a whole bunch of NPC factions and all this, everything in Colonia is Just about 100% organic growth in terms of like who's there and stuff like that. Things can be named properly instead of, you know, uh, these kind of almost placeholder ish names within the main bubble. Um, Which is really, really cool to see it unfold and expand as time goes on.
3: Don't forget, Clapton, that we're uh, canonically partially responsible for
0: Colonia. How's
3: that? We, uh, there's a, there was, when the game was first released, there was a station called Jacques Station. And, uh, unlike other stations, every time there was, a an update to the game or a patch, they would move where the station was at to a new system.
1: Oh, that's aggravating. How are you supposed to find the darn thing?
3: Well, you can look it up in your map, the <laughs> galaxy map. You can just type in Jacques Station, and uh-huh. it'll, it'll take it up. Um, but we actually had a, a a community goal for Frontier, the uh, developers of Elite. They do community goals in-game for different plot things. Sometimes they're not really related to anything, but it's just something to – Give the community something to do, you know, deliver a ton of tea over here or go do some bounty hunting in this system to help secure it. And uh, one of them was Jacques Station wanted to do a big jump. They were it, it wanted to jump all the way to the equidistant part of the galaxy on the opposite side. Equidistant the wrong term. Uh, the opposite the opposite, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, the opposite side of the galaxy, which is uh, Beagle Point, a uh, uh, a big expedition team of, of. I have no idea what the numbers, but there was Beagles. a ton of a ton of players that decided to go all the way to the other side of the galaxy. Wow! And this—that was the Distant Worlds Expedition, and uh, so Jocks Jacques, Jacques Station was going to jump to Beagle Point. And uh, so we had a – so Frontier gave us a community goal that people shipped fuel to Jacques Station. And when it jumped, it had a malfunction and ended up only 22,000 light years away instead of uh, the 50-something it is to get to the opposite side of the galaxy.
0: Oops. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you have to do? Go – Bring them more fuel so they could keep going.
3: Uh, no, they're still there. That's how Colonia started. <laughs> I, see. I see.
4: Yeah. How, it, oh. it popped
3: up around Jacques' station. Being, out.
4: I was, I was not aware that the fuel racks actually, the fuel rats actually had major involvement in that. I, um, I came in shortly after Jacques was a, was found, actually,
3: because it was lost for a while.
4: Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. knew
3: where it went when it jumped. It didn't show up at Beagle, and everyone was like, "Well, where is it?" And Frontier was like, "You're going to have to find it." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have been speaking with uh, Commander Clapton and Commander Captain Shinobi of the Fuel Rats of Elite Dangerous. It has been—it's been, it's been a, just a kick in the head having you guys on. I, I, Charles Raven, what? T-
2: Uh, one last question. This is slightly off topic, but what is your favorite food? Especially in the Fuel Rats group, in the Fuel Rats Mischief.
1: (gasps) I like He's he's going going someplace with this. (laughs) I don't know what he's going after. Are you
0: going to bake them cookies? What? Uh,
2: I mean, if there's any around Los Angeles, then maybe, but, uh.
4: We might have a few. Um, so it just so happens. That our favorite food are Snickers,
0: you the knew, chocolate bar. You knew that. The you're bar. you're nodding your
1: head knowingly. Yeah, I, was I this, know. Was this he's, an in game? He's thing? got a big grin on his face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's he's, it's less in game and more just in the group. Yeah, it's, I see.
1: <laughs> cool.
2: It sounds like some sort of running joke or something at my door.
1: <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you, both of the, both of you, for joining us on this week's episode of the Event Horizon. It has been a real slice.
3: Thank you for having us. Ooh.
1: And we're out. Thanks, guys. This has been. I'm this has been door. A, Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yep. Maybe we should redo that last bit.
1: No, I'll edit it. It's fine. You have been listening to episode 187 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for December 16th, 2017. Our guests have been two of the heroes of the Elite Dangerous Virtual Galaxy, Commander Captain Shinobi and Commander Clapton of the Elite Dangerous Fuel Rats. Your hosts have been Susan Fox, Gene Turnbow, and Charles Raven. This episode will air again tomorrow, Sunday, December 17th, 2017 at 4pm Pacific, 7pm Eastern and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4am Pacific, 7am Eastern. Once all of the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher and on our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. Krypton Radio is nerd-supported geek culture radio. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Event Horizon, please visit patreon.com slash kryptonradio and agree to contribute $5 a month. It will help keep your favorite radio station and shows like this one on the air and thriving. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schirmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. The captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Nick this is our last broadcast before Christmas but we will be back on the 30th with our final episode of 2017 starting fresh again in 2018 on January 6th this program is copyright 2017 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated the event horizon on Krypton Radio it's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.